everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. This one covering House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 4, titled King of the Narrow Sea. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by David Danella. Hello. Marcel Jean-Pierre. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Rob Alessiani. Oh, what, what do I do now? <laughs> yes, David, <laughs> to answer the question, we do do that weekly for upwards of a decade. You know uh, what? On all these podcasts. You know what? This is when David quits. You know, right I'll, now, I'll, David quits the podcast. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll say. You know what? I look. We were we were having a conversation earlier about being uh, choosing peace. Mm-hmm. Well, I and I clearly had rejected it even during that conversation. Yeah. Um. I think I usually get announced last. Before we get to the main discussion, I do want to mention that if you enjoy us bickering, go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast, and uh, you will get something Game of Thronesy. Your name will be entered into a a hat. I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll print all these out. I'll put them in a hat, a literal hat. Um, which do we have any new reviews or is this just a no, we've got nothing so you have we a got... really good chance if you rate and review us right yeah. now yeah in episode 10 we will name a winner and we will send you something Game of Thronesy which we'll announce in one of the upcoming episodes of what that is going to be uh, the other thing to mention is that starting tomorrow which would be I guess today when this is released uh, September 14th through the 18th is the Philly Fringe Festival. Crossroads Comedy Theater has live shows featuring Marcelli in several, Rob in at least one, study hall. Um, but uh, Marcelli is part of the, the Run and Late crew taking over two blocks for Crossroads Comedy. One on Friday at 10, uh, Trap Improv, Improv inspired by Trap Music. Yeah. And Saturday night's Run and Late's uh, comedy show featuring hot stand-ups from, are they all from Philly this time? Yeah, this one is all from Philly, so I don't We're representing the city properly. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak out of turn here. I haven't done an improv show in a very long time, so this upcoming Saturday, it's a very rare appearance. However, <laughs> I do follow a lot of it. I do follow a lot of comedians on Instagram, and Marcel Jean Pierre. Right now, there's more heat behind his shows than anybody else in the city. Yeah. Fight me about it. Yeah, yeah. I second that. Yeah. Yo, I, I, I'm well, in LA and. Running late is doing well here. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we do we do well everywhere. Shout out to our fans in Australia. Yeah, they're, they're down under. Big. All right, so go to xroadscomedy.com for information on the shows and the classes that we have. All right, first impressions, Rob. This episode was great. Uh, I. My first impressions are this episode was great. And my second thought is I cannot believe we get one more episode with these two actresses uh, playing uh, the two female leads. I, this is where the speeding through stuff is devastating to me. I, 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 I need to apologize to David for his stance last week. It wasn't the reason that he said, but this part of speeding through, uh, I don't, I gave I am, three reasons I, and it was one I, of them. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a 20% chance that after this, after that I feel very differently about the show when the actresses switch. I'm, there's a chance that it that it it doesn't work for me anymore. Now, I don't know. This is a huge chance. I think it's a strong 15 to 20%. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Marcelli, first impression. I very much enjoyed this episode. Um, I think it might be my favorite one so far. Um, and I think, uh, again, I just kind of echo some of what Rob said. I'm a huge fan of the main actresses, uh, particularly uh, Rhaenyra. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just I, I really enjoy her story arc so far and and kind of what she's discovering along the way, especially in this episode. Yeah. Yep. And David. Last but not least. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna. Go. I thought this episode was pretty. <laughs> what? <laughs> not allowed to clear my throat anymore. You got to go last, David. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, um, David? I I I, uh, I thought this episode was uh, was was good. Um, 
you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm like, um, I don't know. It still, still feels like prequel, like not prequel, but like, it still feels like we're like reading, like, like that this whole season is a little bit of a, like, um, it was a little bit like, here's the information you need to know uh, so that we can tell the story that we want to tell. Um, and it may, it just makes me think about how kind of clever um, the original Game of Thrones was as both a book and as a series where it's, they're telling a story and in the process of telling the story, they're also uh, revealing the backstory in a way that I think, and I actually, I usually hate flashbacks, but I thought that was what was so good about Game of Thrones was it made understanding what was actually going on in these people's pasts was crucial to the plot of what happens in the actual show. And <clears throat> in this show, and again, maybe some of this is because I know that half the actors are about to change and they're about to do like a, a six year time jump. But all of what we're seeing right now, it feels like, it, it feels like here's the necessary context for the story we're gonna tell. Um, and I don't know if there's any fixing that. I mean, <clears throat> and all this is to say, it's still a very, like, it's still a really compelling show. I think the, uh, the actors are doing a great job. I think it's like, it's engaging. Um, and so I, I don't even, I'm, I, maybe I don't even know what my full complaint or gripe is, but I, there's something And maybe the, maybe this is is just the experience of watching it without knowing what's going to happen, as opposed to in Game of Thrones, where I, up to a point, I knew exactly what was going to happen and then stopped knowing what was going to happen. But I, I just feel as though I'm, uh, and again, maybe it's just I'm, just, I'm missing that immersion of moment to moment stuff. Um, Cause I, I don't know if there's going to be another time jump next week. I would just love for the, I would love for the, I would just love for like, to know like roughly what, like <laughs> what we can expect from week to week. I would say that like last, last week's episode, this week's episode together felt really nice. Like, and it feels like, like I would love for this to be the story, like the pace of the story. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am on the same page with uh, just about everything that's that's been said. Uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to the the actors changing. And Rob, are you saying that this next episode is the last with the current slate? I believe this next episode is the last with the current slate. Yeah, I mm. think the which would make it episode five. I, we are confirmed ten episodes a season, right? They're doing the game, so yeah. half the first season. Uh, I think think David's absolutely right uh, that yeah, probably everything after that I think will slow down a bit, okay. um, which is good. Um, but yeah, I believe in this the, the the stuff I've read and the stuff that I've um, uh, you know watched on YouTube, the analysis videos and stuff like that all all seem to agree that like this is going to be a huge episode next se next week and that it's the last of the. Um, of the uh, two actresses playing uh, the lead, Alicent and Alicent Rhaenyra? and Rhaenyra. Yeah. Okay. But everybody else is staying the same, or I, I mean, I so in terms of the leads, yeah. I think that I think like no, I think um, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Corliss's son, mm -hmm. I believe, yeah. oh, might yeah. also have a new actor. 
probably his daughter will too if she shows up but i think that was kind of a one-off with a really young girl mm -hmm. i think yeah. there will be several new actors the, anybody who was a kid Right. basically i think is going to have a new actor but in terms of the leads gotcha. i really think those are the um, only two i really like that toddler who's playing Aegon. he's got to stick around i want him to stick around we go back <laughs> to the old george R. R. martin pace for that <laughs> so funny uh yeah well future episodes aside uh, i thought this episode was very good uh yeah it, it was fairly focused in what was going on just kind of following Rhaenyra around into the different uh, situations uh, she put herself in uh, or found herself in um, uh, and seeing the fruits of some or some different excuse me lines of things starting to come together and you're seeing the different alliances form and how this future battle uh, who's going to be on which side at least at this point uh, from the sound of it next week could very much change all of that uh for me all right uh so exactly how much time has passed from last episode to this one or about because the kid's born now right i think it was a year okay i think i think so it was just a year. about a year later they said he was he had his second birthday at the hunt episode and i think they were talking about the um the mummers who were playing the play said it was a boy of three and he had yeah. just turned two so yeah. i think it's i think it's a year about and allison i think had another baby like a girl that mm -hmm. she was carrying yeah, around the, yeah. The, the the baby she was pregnant with is now right. uh, a young young yes. baby uh and long enough for a, a few more patches of of back goop mm -hmm. uh, on, on mm -hmm. old i don't know if he's lost another any other limbs or body parts in this uh at this i don't point. think he's lost another finger he still got he still has eight fingers so yeah uh so the bigger thing that came out of this uh, as far as people talking um and rob you watch a lot of these things as you just mentioned so i'm curious how people felt about the uh rhaenyra damon side of things and what that means for the future uh they didn't really show anything which i thought they did an excellent job at least you know from my opinion who, who you know who am i but um i thought they did a good job of making you feel a certain way assume certain things without doing what the classic game of thrones would have done which is just everything's in your face yeah now, did, did you guys real quick did you guys watch the behind the scenes um yeah yes. no, so yeah so that it's gave important. me yeah oh. it, that gave me so much context because i i real quick and robbie you, you could pick up after this but um so there was a couple of things first of all uh the female director she she kind of emphasized the fact that um a lot of times male directors uh tend to shoot sex scenes and uh sexualized scenes in a certain way and she wanted to veer away from that and kind of do it from um Rainier's perspective and the female perspective um as opposed to uh, the male perspective and the other thing that that kind of took me back is i thought that uh damon and Rainier fucked in the the little brothel Interesting. but they did not no. They didn't. So yeah, he just uh, fingered her a little, turned her yeah, around, yeah. and he couldn't get it up. It was basically yeah. like 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 a homecoming dance, like you you sneak off to the locker room, like level of uh, of intimacy. Right, exactly, and yeah, um, and he couldn't get it up. That that yeah. was the part that I didn't pick up. Um, so he was frustrated because he couldn't get his dick hard. And Why, so they should have shown that. They should, they should have showed his little on. limp dick. <laughs> and I thought that he thought better of it. So the behind the scenes, now you could argue, like, is his, is it psychological? But right. this isn't the first time this yeah. series that he has not performed. Yeah. Uh, it's actually happened, I think. Um, well, they uh, New Rockstars mentioned that it happened specifically in the first episode with his uh, mistress. And then yeah. his Who wife is, the, uh... is not pregnant. So, I was gonna say, who is yeah. the uh, white white perm? I mean, white worm. The white worm. <laughs> the white perm. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought the behind the scenes was super interesting with that. Um, I think the general consensus, like everybody's trying to talk about how gross the Rhaenyra Damon uh, like thing is, and I'm I'm like that. I will. I I, I had this thought, and then the. Um, uh the uh ringer podcast um the ringer verse podcast talk about like how 
that wasn't even the fifth or sixth grossest thing in this episode. Like, I personally, I guess because like you just you hear about Targaryens, you 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 follow this universe, you're like they like a uncle and a niece that's not that's like you might as well be like you were in the same dorm in college like that's for a targaryen that's not all that close like they literally (laughs) married their sisters i think that passes the dr oz test oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh so that wasn't gross to me because it was just kind of like built in to my knowledge of like yes it's gross Uh, obviously if if someone came up to me and said hey i'm dating my niece i'd be like you're a fucking monster like stop that but in a fictionalized universe that has established that this is normal when i enter that universe i see it as normal um sure so it was way grosser to me to watch um uh, allison just kind of have to endure uh goopy back or (laughs) um you know some of the other some of the other stuff that was going on uh in this episode so i thought what besides I, I, Allison was gross? Because um, I, I think we all agree that the Allison stuff was unpleasant. Yeah, so it's like one of those things where you had a bunch of it, like not not necessarily like sexually oh, unpleasant, washing but his just little freaking that weird the, body. Just watching, I am I am worried about Allison's mental health. Uh, I I I don't know. I have again haven't read the book, and I don't know that lore that well. I'm worried that like, um, I'm worried she's that she's getting be a place herself in an episode or two. I don't know. It's it, she's getting to a really dark place, it seems, and I'm worried like about what that because I like the character. I do think that this episode kind of established that, like her whole life, she's just been forced into everything. She's had to play a role, and she and she knows how to play the game. You know, if you if, you know, the, we've always talked about in the last when we did the podcast for the main show, like who's the best game player, and she's a good game player, but she's not a, a like she's not a she's she's a good like she's piece on the board she's not the player you know she knows how to play her role well and um, she's not happy and she's no. not and her ideal situation would not to be in the game at all correct, correct. i think that was For clear sure. here like whereas i think even an episode back i was like oh you know alicent alicent is starting to enjoy you know, being queen and being a player yeah, now that I'm has like, faded. No, I'm like, that's gone. Yeah. It's, it seems like she's um, like any charm that it had, if it was real, it's now like, like evidence by her conversation was like, Oh, how terrible for you having to have a choice of scores of of suitors yeah. that you can pick from. Whereas I, a girl of what, 14, was told, hey, you have to go be with your goopy back best friend's dad. No, your best friend's goopy back dad. Uh, so, don't expect like, your bloody back, back, and, back, and, back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So like, yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, obviously the sex scene with her was, was hard to watch um, for a lot of reasons. And the, yeah, the doting, I'm going to, I'm going to wash your wounds. Um, it's just, her scenes right now are the most like ah god this I, it sucks to empathize with her and the show is really good at making you empathize with characters yeah okay uh, uh, shut down the podcast yeah we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening uh, the host mike barback okay <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay good times <laughs> okay everybody uh yeah i thought the um uh, just to go back to the stuff with uh, Rhaenyra and Damon, thought it was handled well. Yes, didn't think that they uh, went all the way. Um, I don't know, because you see Allison and Rhaenyra getting along a little better within this episode, which quickly changes when she hears what she, what she heard. Um, so I don't know where it's left off at this point yeah and i mean i think uh okay yeah and i i think this is another thing that is um that is possibly really harmed by the pacing of these first four episodes is you know i mean and again like hindsight's always 2020 but looking back at the original game of thrones and not that these shows have to be exactly equal or anything like that sure um 
I think like one of the easiest ways to frame it in the macro sense is that this was a show about Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen finding each other. And once Jon and Daenerys were together, it was, you know, their combination is what led to the end of the show. And it was the resolution of their relationship that led to a new king or ruler of Westeros being found. And, um, you know, obviously that was, you know, that was a relationship being uh, built in contrast for most of the show, right? It's just, it's a, it's a relationship being built by building their stories for most for what six of the seven seasons and then fine you know and then and then they they come together and we have these two people with these big stories and no relationship and finally forming a relationship and seeing how that plays out in this show right now what it feels like to me is that this is a story between Rhaenyra and Alicent at its core um they are uh you know they were friends they are immediately put into opposition um, they still, you know, Alicent has what Rhaenyra wants. Rhaenyra has to some, I mean, Alicent to some extent has what Rhaenyra wants in that Alicent, her position is unassailable and Rhaenyra and Alicent wants what Rhaenyra has, which is not in her position, but her freedom. Mm-hmm. Rhaenyra can do whatever she wants um, and, or whatever she wants within the confines of you know the monarchy and the royalty the most agency Um, you could expect yeah yeah and the fact that these two were best friends and still have these moments where they can connect i think is 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 important and powerful for where this show i think is heading which is that you know otto and alicent want the little baby, whatever his name is, Aegon, to be the heir. And that's in direct opposition to what Rhaenyra wants. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good of friends they are. They're, they're, on, they're on opposite sides. And at, no matter how much it hurts, somebody's got to take a complete bath for them to, for that to be reconciled. And so I guess just what I'm saying is that like, I just love more time of like these two characters together interacting because I think, and maybe, you know, it really, it might start happening more, uh, you know, after we get the main actresses, actors playing their characters. But um, even now I just love to like really be like, getting into that um that friendship it feels a little bit like how <laughs> the promise in the star wars prequels was like oh we're gonna learn about the great friendship between obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker mm-hmm. and then it turns out it's kind of like uh the well the first episode episode one they don't talk at all or something and they're and then episode two uh they're just kind of like he's kind of like a bratty teenager and obi-wan's kind of a dude and then episode three they talk about what great friends there and we're like we didn't see that at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and it, uh, if anything this is now a star wars podcast yeah. uh that was more explored in obi-wan the the series yeah. you know but it was still like you didn't see it you just it was it was better written <laughs> it was, yeah you know the 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 it was just a better told version of what happens after a friendship goes really south where you have to almost kill your your best friend near a volcano planet i feel yeah, like a volcano planet i feel like allison turned like she she shifted from best friend or like you know frenemy whatever um to stepmom as soon as she heard that one hundred 100 percent. yeah like she was the way that yeah the energy that she came at her with was like it wasn't like girl like i'm 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 concerned about you it was like (laughs) it was young lady you you should not be fucking your uncle you know Mm -hmm. and yeah and in that this show continues to uh, what i think the show excels at maybe more than like anything else like it's very compelling the acting's really great the writing so far is good the 
everything is really good. But one of the things that I've been like, oh, I don't know that I've seen that before is to take source material that is all about unreliable narrators and how do you how do you put that visually? And it's really you don't you don't um, show the audience anything that they can necessarily like figure out 100%. Like we don't know what happened in the brothel between them. Like we assume impetus, impet, um, impotence and and that it didn't go as far as it could have, but like you didn't see anything. And it was, it was another one of those like, Jesus Christ, do I got to get up and shut out every light in my house so I can watch like what's actually happening or just right. my TV settings? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, and they came out of it with two different narratives, both we as the viewer think are not correct because Rainier is like nothing happened we were just out drinking and he you know bedded uh some sex workers and and Damon's like we did the whole thing my 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 brother also can I marry her so like we it's it's doing a very good job of taking source material that is all about an unreliable narrator and and um you know, adapting that for the screen in a way that I'm not a film studies major or anything. So I can't, like, there's probably a bunch of really good examples of, of other people doing that. But this is the one that I think of like, this is really, really good. I can't trust what I'm seeing uh, as much as, you know, the original series, which was based on like a very clear, much more granular narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the way that this reached uh, the higher levels was like this eight year old kid. <laughs> had seen was watching uh and i'm sure they're a little bit more ahead of things than maybe some eight-year-olds now uh but you got that eight-year-old kid going to a white worm uh who then passes it on to to otto uh so there's just this string of unreliability that that goes on through that and then it's all added to by as you were saying like (coughs) excuse me damon who each time he's presented with something he said or did is just like silent or yeah. he'll say he'll, he'll like yes and it rather yeah. than uh sort of agree to like yes i did this he's like the next the next thing uh yeah and it, he kind of it's funny because seeing the comparison between how he and rhaenyra are with this because they're kind of very similar about it they both kind of go yeah well i mean she denies it vehemently and he uh which is as she denies it maybe a little bit harder than like the truth is and he agrees with it harder than the truth is but they both come to the same thing which is hey Viserys be a fucking king yeah yeah like yep yep you are you are being uh pushed around you're you're not making choices like at least we're doing dragon shit be a dragon yeah yeah yeah, because like, like that's the one thing he's he is such a bad king, and like there's a lot of parallels between him and Robert, um, and it's like f- almost frustrating because I want him to to just make a choice, and and I I totally get that that's the point of like presenting him the way that they do, but it's like God damn, just like yeah. be a leader, make a concrete decision. Like there's so many options that he could have just like been like, all right, the the easy way out is to have you know, my brother and my daughter marry, like, it's a Targaryen thing, whatever. Or like, let me have my daughter marry um, the Valerian daughter, or Valerian son, whatever, like, that would have made sense too. But like, he came to that conclusion so late, you know, and it's just like, he just can't make a a concrete decision. Um, And it's just like, Jesus, like, just get this guy out of here already. Yeah, (laughs) he's, I feel like he, I don't know that I necessarily agree that he's a bad king. He's not the right king. For this time he's like a peacetime king that's to me this is just me he's a peacetime king that is not seeing like the war drums that are beating all around him like literally down the stepstones and then like you know figuratively with all his family members he's not seeing the civil war that's like right at his door and he's making decisions to not squash that right now he thinks he is but like yeah, he keeps just making little dumb decisions. I think he was a good king, and he's not adapting like to the new circumstances that he finds himself in. Yeah, I would real quick my counterpoint, but I think he's a good guy 
who's to, who was put in a position that he wasn't ready for. Got and yeah, I could be and there. that kind of manifests itself as like not making the the decisions that are best for the realm. I guess when if you if you I guess if it all comes down to whatever is best for the realm, um, like I think he's he's pretty yeah. shitty. He yeah. trusted Hightower for too long, and then in the one thing where I was kind of like, did that that happened like that turnabout happened way too quick with when when Renera later was just like, great, I'll marry dude. However, you need to get rid of the guy who literally has taught you for decades how Everything. to take how to take on this role. And he was like, cool, okay, sounds good. And you're like, wait, not even a fight, <laughs> you know, not yeah. even like a no, no pushback. And then when now, he's I'm, I'm no fan him. of Hightower, but when he's confronting him about it, he has a bunch of reasons why yeah. this is yeah. why this is happening. Yeah. Um, and goes into the history and how uh, just uh, about his ambition, his very clear ambition through but through all of this. I think that I don't think that any of the ambition hurt Viserys, except for the when yeah. Viserys realized that Alicent did not start hanging out with him yeah. out of the goodness of her heart, right. and that it was Otto who pushed her towards him. So I think that mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, I think that's why he was more accepting of it was yeah. because I think something I think something in what Rhaenyra said, that was the part that clicked. Yeah, it's like a teen rom-com, but with a terrible, terrible ending. Yeah, one of those. Well, some, of the, something. some of the people are teens. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so in the um, it's, it wasn't a brothel. Pleasure Den, I think they called it. Pleasure Den. Pleasure Den. Uh, after she turns the tables on Damon and um, he pushes pushes her away, can't perform, uh, runs off. Uh, she goes and seeks out Sir Kristen Cole, member yep. of the King's Guard. Big no no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. big no no. Uh, but so I, what, what I, can I here? shout something out real quick? Shout it out. Last episode, I said Rhaenyra has demonstrated positive chemistry i think i said three people and i can't remember who the third person was but i said christian cole her uncle i don't remember allison? the last guy that was allison allison, <laughs> allison. <laughs> yeah so she so t- she got she she got physical with two of those people yeah yeah <laughs> this episode and like Maybe the hottest scene in that was like, like I'm watching it with my wife. And we're both going like, "All right, this is uh, this Jesus, is pretty stop, hot." I was watching I it with my both, wife I too. I can't hear. I, 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 I know all. Nothing I happened. All we're exhausted. We have a one year old. Nothing. <laughs> right. I was just like, oh, damn, that's a lot of uh, fucking armor. Like, it, is, wow. it, it, was, it was a much more, um, we said a little bit earlier, but it was a much more reserved scene than we would have seen in the first yeah. series, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was that, and Marcy, you brought that up. It's a really good point to me. The the amount of armor that had to come off from from really, not armor, she wasn't wearing armor, but it was, they, they really made a point to show how drawn out that was, that like at every single tie that you untied, at every single strap you unstrapped, you were like making, you were continuing to renew the decision to make this mistake. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it was yeah. really cool to be like, we're, you're still, still going, still, still, still going. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was really well, well paced and well done. I agree. I agree. agree. So hot. It's hot. So, it was so hot. So hot. Uh, so what happens with uh with those well, he two? Puts his Can penis anything? In. <laughs> Thank you. When, Thank you. When, when a princess I, and a king's guard love each other very much. Yeah, I was hoping they'd show so I'd learn a thing or two. Uh, like step one. <laughs> uh, but for real though, what what happens in this in this world? He's not he's not allowed to be doing any of that stuff. Um, does he get dismissed? Do they find out? Is uh White Worm gonna get it out there somehow? I mean, I hope that they can just like do their thing without getting found out. Because I, I I would like for there to not be any uh big major consequences to 
uh Rainier kind of like finding her sexual freedom yeah you know yeah. what I mean I think yeah. uh I don't know that anything does happen and I don't know that it continues um you know I think because I this the, the the previously on last week definitely threw us because we thought that this was all going to be about Kristen Cole I think I think that came up last week I thought that way so she's got plenty there's like plenty of gossip in king's landing just from the uncle thing so i think it's almost like 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 you would be burying the lead if you were like oh also yeah these are the king's guard now i don't know maybe in the politics of this kingdom like that like like betting a king's guard is and him having to break his vows is equally as um scandalous as betting your uncle um but it seems like right now especially with these time jumps it feels like what's more likely to happen is that Kristen Cole feels more like, oh, I was used. And Kristen seriously has real feelings. I'm not sure that Rhaenyra does. I think she was just like, I am horned up. Yeah. And you are present and mm-hmm. willing. Um, yeah. And so do you think she has real feelings for Damon? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I, and, and it could be like tinged with, you know, this would piss my dad off, or this this is this is a way to power, or he was the first one to kind of show me this world. Um, but I thought those feelings were there from the jump. Did you see her when he returned? I mean, we haven't yeah. even talked yeah. about the yeah. throne room scene yet, but she was yeah. just basically like mm-hmm. she was doing that like lip bite thing and mm-hmm. he's more her touching her necklace than the king. Uh came in yeah. wearing a crown that he seemingly made himself. It was really uh, yeah. yeah. King of the Narrow Sea. It looked like some little piping and straws. He, he looked like he he made it at like a, uh, an AC Moore uh, like <laughs> yeah. like class that he took he on a Wednesday. Or yeah. on a table and threw some stuff. Make your at own it. crown. It's like I'm like an Etsy store. That was really fun and liberating. Yeah, so he's king of the Narrow Sea now or whatever. Um, so he's just presenting himself as much more king like uh, when they were arriving from the. I think they were at the Stormlands. One thing I saw. Uh, when they were doing the matchmaking down there, uh, he swipes the the boat on his way back to Dragonstone. Yeah, what a uh, dick! <laughs> yeah, just the, what a yeah, dick. He's, he's the bad boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say that I, I do somewhat disagree with the the thing that he's more kingly because although he is more yeah not charismatic not and right more, yeah he, he's he's charismatic and he. Um, excites the people i think yeah but i think it also like they've done a good job kind of showing that this guy can't like he just he can't put two wins together he can't string two wins together (laughs) it has to be a win and then a fuck up always i mean like even this shit like you know he comes back from the narrow season within what like a day he's getting kicked by his goop back brother uh you know for fake fucking his daughter face down in the throne room barely moving like I, at some point like like i think like the we were talking about viserys being a bad king right and i think that like one of the one of the things that's especially hard in this show to for me to think about is like well who would be a good king here because they're so it's it's like it's not as easy as just being like oh yeah like damon should be king because damon is impetuous and sloppy yeah so yeah he's a warrior yeah he knows how to like uh get the blood temperature up and all that stuff but you know, it's would Damon get them embroiled in a bunch of wars that they don't need? And it's like, is uh, Rhaenyris, would she have been a good queen? And it's like, I don't know. She seems like she has trouble connecting with people. And uh, her husband, Corliss, seems like he's actually kind of shitty at like making deals. It sounds like all he's good at is being rich. Um, yeah. So, you know, what is an effective monarch at this time, at this moment? Yeah. I mean, for good those question. reasons, Rhaenyra and Damon would make a good pair, in my opinion. Oh, to balance each other out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that would be pretty formidable. But I mean, we're setting up, depending on if anything happens with Kristen Cole, if mm-hmm. anything happens with Damon, and she's marrying, being married off to Lenor Valerian. It's an interesting uh, quadrangle, quadra ladder. What is parallelogram? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, with that, you could just go out of geometry. If it's four people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So unless seven, two of them are, are long, then it's yeah. a rectangle. That is a rectangle. <laughs> um, yeah, I think talk. this next episode is going to be. I think this might be one that we're going to be talking about, like the Battle of the Bastards or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Battle of Winterfell. This, this, they're going to buck the trend of the big ones coming late in the season, and I think. <clears throat> this middle of the season um is gonna it, it, there's gonna be some big some big stuff um Are we they were, there was Viserys last episode i think i think alive yeah i, I think might so. get, get cookie eyes through the rest he might get cookie eyes in, <laughs> in the future but no i i do think this is his last because there's going to be such a time jump and you know the stuff that they not necessarily spoiled um, in the, I, I think there's a there's a distinct chance he he collapses in the courtyard. He's doing much worse. Um, yeah. yeah. So I just I don't think, think with the time show, jump. Yeah, I I don't think this show really starts until he dies. Yeah. So they get those main actors. Yeah. Um, some odds and ends. Uh, the matchmaking in the Stormlands. <clears throat> uh, one Barrett Dundarian. Not the one with the flaming sword, but one hundred plus years earlier is uh, trying <clears throat> to get uh, get her hand. There's that young kid who ends up killing the other dude. Yeah, well, I, I wonder if that kid was he. I think he kills a Baratheon. <laughs> oh, I ain't peep that. Uh, but. It was a. Um, I can't remember the last name. It began with a a B. Um. But there, uh, it was Eric on what's his uh, new rock stars pointed it out. Their 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 house is has always been at odds uh, with with those two. I can't remember the two names, uh, uh, but they've always Bracken. been at odds. Bracken, there it is. Bracken, Bracken That's the kid. I, no, no, Bracken is the, the bully. The Bracken bully. was the bully who got fucking KO'd. Man, that was the best. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if we're gonna see that kid like grown up. Uh, later on like i wonder if that scene meant a little bit more than um than just that one moment like yeah i mean their houses were historically (laughs) like mike was saying their houses have been battling for some reason that you can look up like for generations so this was very much like a hatfields and the mccoys kind of thing that just ended in now who knows if he's dead but i my favorite part was the little kid after he skewered him was like throwing up in the background that was really funny or like dry heaving yeah um i loved i loved the uh you know the, we got to see storm's end i don't know if we've seen storm's end mm. um i don't think so we yet in the series well, like in, even in the previous the series Stannis. so i think that's, oh yeah 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 i think that's to establish like um you know just that we're we'll probably see storm's end again mm-hmm. um but i loved I, I thought that i thought that opening scene was uh was very cool and uh mm-hmm. I just love how open she is to just clowning people like in front of them. That's very funny yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, any other odds, uh, odds and ends, loose ends worthy mm. of bringing up? Do you think that Damon is aware of Masaria's white wormness? Hmm. Is, is that definitely confirmed? Uh, within it's, the show, it seems so. Yeah, it is okay. confirmed. The the same kid gives her money in the chamber where she's waking <laughs> up Damon. Oh, and, I completely missed that. Okay. Yeah, and that makes sense. And 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 I know that it that is one thing that I do know is confirmed from the books. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a spoiler because I think it is. It's pretty con- firmly confirmed in the in the Rest show as well. But yeah, she's also. she's basically the Varys. Um, and what's his name? High Towers, kind of the little finger um little finger you know every we, we talk about on this show whispers. that everybody's a yeah. Venn diagram of two characters that are in the previous you right know, the, the main series so but some are a little more in uh in others right 
All right. Um, um, well, if there's anything else, maybe it comes out within winners and losers. So let's hit that. Uh, losers, Rob. I think the loser of this episode, um, I will go with House. I'm just going to go simple and go the kid who got, who, who clowned a little too much. Racking. You know, fucking had his mouth, cash checks, his torso couldn't cash. <laughs> Uh, right checks his torso couldn't cash and got skewed. The um, the Bracken kid. Yep. Yeah. Marceline. And the other house was Blackwood, by the way. I just looked it up. Thank you. Lord. Yeah. Blackwood with the Ravens on the, and they were descended. They're like the Stark. They're yeah. like Stark. They, they're Stark Bannermen, I think. Descended to the first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I beat that. Um, my loser is uh, Otto Hightower's bitch ass. Don't <laughs> like him. Yeah. He, uh, he lost some of his power, even though his uh, his family is still in good position. Um, I feel like him not being Hand of the King um, is uh, a great demotion. And I think it's um, also a huge hit to his ego and his plans moving forward. So um, I'm sure he's going to still continue to try to pull strings from wherever he is. And since his, his daughter is still the queen and... Um, his grandson is still the the child of the of the king. He's still going to try to do what he does, but yeah, I, I think he he was a big loser for this one. Yeah, yeah, good, big time loser. David, um, my my loser is Rhaenyra. I mean, you think about how she ended last episode. She has the right to marry whoever she wants, and over the course of another episode, even though it's a yeah, year, sure. uh, she is now completely boxed in um she's squandered all her goodwill um and you know i mean i i just think that like you look at um you know she's looking at her when she's looking at her life she's there are going to be some moments that she looks back at and it's got to be what you know what what she did this episode has got to be one of the i mean look if if she had just discreetly had sex with Kristen cole then we're not having this conversation unless he got her pregnant oh which we also didn't mention uh the yeah, maester well, coming in with his uh with his potion oh yeah 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 milk of the plant <laughs> yeah now yeah. did anybody else interpret that as like maybe otto trying to because that was one of the maesters that otto was working with directly he i said was, it thinking, was from didn't he say it was from your father he said it was from the king but like i Could feel like be. that might have been otto doing one last trick before you know the he he bounces from his post and like maybe i don't know if he's trying to kill her or anything yeah but in a way feels like a good idea uh to like yeah, take the Plan B potion right now, and I don't know. I I hear what you're saying. Uh, if if you believe that that is, uh, if you're Otto Hightower and you believe that that is that she could potentially, if she got pregnant right now, it would be the child of Damon Targaryen and Rhaenyra. Yeah. Then and she's the she's the you know current she's heir to the throne heir. she's the heir apparent then you are i mean you're yeah, his game is fire. done yeah, yeah his his game is done so i don't know yeah that's what i interpreted as but i wasn't sure if that was like the yeah the i didn't intention that's a good call i didn't i didn't pick up on that but if that's true i mean that that would make a lot of sense from otto's perspective um it's also like good gameplay in the sense that like it's just another thing to make fucking Rhaenyra resent her father yeah yeah uh my loser is Damon Targaryen started the episode strutting into the throne room crown uh, his handmade crown uh on his head gives the the weapon melt it down put it add it to the chair and by the end of the episode he's flat on his back uh you know, drunk as a skunk and you know couldn't finish the job with um, the person he's into so david targaryen a loser uh let's go winners david um christ was there a winner this episode i guess it was Kristen cole right like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in terms of like 
stakes like it's just like like yes his position is more uh precarious than it than it was but like actually let's put let's think about this right so it's like um the series isn't helped by this situation auto hightower lost his job allison lost a friend and is is in fucking no man's land damon is back on the bad side of his brother after being on his good side for one day yeah. um and because of how everything shook out rainier is never gonna let anybody know that it was actually Kristen cole that deflowered her because how do, who does that help yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. marcely or rob excuse me no no worries um i'm gonna go with a joke answer and say that for selling out their show at the Flea Bottom Fringe Festival, uh, <laughs> the Mummers uh, and their performance. Anytime, you, anytime you get a sellout crowd who's interactive and uh, you know attentive, that that's a win. So that, they're they're my winners. Yeah, theater cool. seems too easy in Game of Thrones. Marcelli, um, I'm gonna say, uh, even though overall, I, I definitely don't think Rhaenyra, um had a great win but I, I feel like her being able to have like maybe the first like <laughs> sex scene that was really like more empowering for a, a woman um and kind of like she took agency on her own and it wasn't taken from her which is something that we've seen way too many times in this franchise um and i think her being able to find that even though like the way that it was fine it was like damon kind of sparked it and she was able to kind of like finish it with Kristen um but yeah I feel like the fact that she did it on her own um yeah without being forced or anything like that was kind of a win you know she Mm -hmm. she she, yeah she had fun and she seemed like she enjoyed it yeah yep yep uh my winner is Willem Blackwood uh who was vying for the hand of Renera Targaryen you know standing up there well oh geez dude I'm descended (laughs) from the first man and then was getting made fun of, torn down a little bit, and then ended up uh, taken out as bully in front of everybody. Yeah, shut shutting down his family rival in front of everybody. Uh, so Willem Blackwood has my votes. All right, that'll do it for this episode, season one, episode four, titled "King of the Narrow Sea." Thank you, David. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Marcelli, and thank you all for listening. Bye.